Welcome back to Raisin Brand, the podcast where we talk about creativity, business, and how the two come together to make a brand. Uh, tonight, uh, it's a late night. It's also the night before this podcast even comes out. So uh, I was talking with Aaron and I asked him if he wanted to hop on and record a podcast. And he's like, yeah, let's talk about work-life balance and and uh, balancing uh, our lives at 1030 at night. Um, I thought it was a good topic. And instead of us just letting the week slide by without a, an episode of the podcast, I was like, yeah, let's do this. So uh, Mr. Aaron Jarnigan's here with me today recording remotely. And we're going to have a good little conversation about balance in work and life. I think there's no better setting than the one that we're in right now. I also just glad to be back. Super excited. Um, This is your third time or fourth time? Fourth time, I think. That's a good question. Three for sure. Um, Marketing Dilemma and and, uh, the movies one. What a cinema. This is number four. This is number four. Man, no, like I said, glad to be back. I, I love that this was pretty impromptu. Um, I just think it's funny how we're here at a very late hour of the evening um, on a week, you know, it's Thanksgiving week. So it's supposed to be a week of, you know, rest and hang out with family, that kind of thing. So I think that this is really funny and also kind of timely. Um, so thanks for, thanks for having me. Yeah, not a problem. So tell me for you, what does balance mean? So balance for me, so I, um, almost to a fault and we were talking about this earlier, it's still something that I'm working on, but it's, it's based around efficiency, um, efficiency to a fault almost. And that's what I still need to work out. But that means, you know, you know, during a work day, you know, doing what I need to, to be productive. Um, and then, and this is what we were talking about is, but if I get to that point where then you lose that productivity, can, is there a way that you can you know, change the direction, change the focus, you know, even if it's something not work related, you know, uh, for example, today, I, um, you know, around two thirty or three got a little unproductive, just noticed that I was being distracted. And so decided to then go and empty the dishwasher, um, and then get the kitchen, just cleaned up a little bit and then was able to come back, which was pretty nice. And then towards the end of the day, kind of felt my distraction going again. And then I actually, um, I had some new lights, reverse lights for my car that I just went out and switched really quick just to manage the distraction and then was able to come back. Um, but that's what I've noticed for me is trying to do that. And so I, I think where it comes to, uh, where I think it comes to a fault um, is sometimes I've noticed that some of those distractions tend to be, I, I think of them as being more fun than like the work that you're working on. So then like that list kind of piles up a little bit and then the focus overall changes and that's where it's to a fault. Um so then we're, you know, then we're back here, you know, late in the evening, getting some stuff done last minute. Um, but it's kind of interesting too. I actually am pretty productive and can be pretty focused, you know, later in the evening. I know some people have talked about, I don't know if you've seen that TikTok of the, of the, the guy sitting in the chair with the keys in his hand and talking about like, you know, you, if you feel tired, you sit back in the chair, holding the keys in your hand and drop them on a plate. And then the idea is like, you're back in it because right. you're so tired, but like, awake. Um, so I don't know if it's anything like that, but that's kind of a high level of kind of how I would balance out or yeah. talk about balance. But yeah, it's, I, I kind of agree. Like, I mean, every day has distractions that happen and I think balance comes with, uh, being flexible with your schedule because every day has something new. Every day has, uh, just different things that need to be taken care of. 
And to say that from this time to this time, I'm going to do this is ignoring the possibility of distractions. It's ignoring the possibility of an email coming in that you weren't expecting uh, or a call from a client that you weren't expecting that interrupts in. Yes, you could ignore that and keep going with what you're doing, but there's just sometimes there's interruptions that cannot be ignored. And those interruptions can throw an entire wrench in your day, in, in which case you need to balance that out and and work late at night, like at 11 o'clock at night and stuff like that. So, but like you were saying, um, sometimes uh, the biggest thing with balance is finding the time that you're most productive because spending spending six hours in the middle of the day working and getting the same amount of work done that you get done in three hours between the hours of 10 p.m. and 1 a.m., uh, that I mean, that saves you time if you can find those hours that you're more productive and getting more stuff done. Because I, I know personally for my sake or in my story is um, I just don't have the client emails coming in or the messages coming from our team that uh, they have questions and stuff like that. So uh, when I can work at night and not have all those messages coming in, I get way more done in those three hours than I do during the whole day of working uh, during the day. Right, right. So how I can really agree with you on that um, is so, uh, so my fiance and I just went through a move. We just moved uh, last weekend. Um, our wedding is in less than a month. And so there's a lot of other stuff that was kind of coming in and coming up and, you know, to be a really good teammate to, you know, my fiance, it was, it was being available, you know, so it was because just with all the stuff that's gone on this year, we've had so many changes and so many things that come up. And um, so being available through the day was very important um, as we're kind of navigating some of this stuff. And so, you know, that means that, you know, when she goes to bed now it's, it's, it's different, you know, it's not clients, it's not emails, but it does, you know, provide an opportunity to, you know, know that she's well taken care of, um, you know, that she's resting and then I'm able to focus on some of this stuff, knowing that, you know, not having to think about other things that might come up or things that I have to handle. Um, so I absolutely agree with you on that. The point I will make, and I think we'll, we'll talk about this, but it's, you know, and it's different for everybody. And I think before we were, before we were kind of on the podcast, you were talking about this, um, you know, you don't think maybe your way is good for everybody, but, and I think that's super important is that you have to know. You know, if so, if, if 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 I'm doing this and not getting enough sleep, and then I'm not fair to my fiance during the day, like I'm irritable or something, and then I'm irritable at work, you know, with my coworkers, then that's not going to be the best path. The best path, excuse me. Um, so I think that's really important to consider as well. One hundred percent. Like that's the biggest thing is like knowing that when. So I have three kids, and those three kids are on kind of a schedule, but they really do what they want and they need my attention when they need it. And so um, it could be three o'clock in the afternoon, especially right now with me working from home, they, they have a question for me or they need me to help them with something. They need me to fix something that balance and in not just telling them, no, sorry, I'm working right now. First of all, it, it, it shows them a little bit more love but also it means that I can come back to working knowing that that problem was taken care of or that thing that needed to be fixed is fixed. And now I can come back and work more undistracted than I would have if 
I would have just pushed them away and then sat and worked wondering what it was that I needed to fix for them. So you're more productive because you have less stuff on your mind when you take care of it immediately when it comes up. Right, right. And I think that that peace of mind, that's, you know, sometimes I think you can force it, you know, if there's something going on, but man, it's tough. So if you can, you know, get done what you need to get done. I know for me, so I, I talked to you earlier too about, or I mentioned that the, 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 the dishes, you know, like doing those, taking a break and actually cleaning the dishes. And so it's interesting because, um, you know, that was something even during the morning, you know, I was thinking about like, not really like, you know, front of my mind, but it was still sitting there like, oh yeah, there's, there's dishes that could be taken care of. And so for me to actually go and just spend that, you know, 10, 15 minutes just doing that quickly, I felt that I was able to return to my, my desk at home. Cause that's just the nature of the game right now. Um, just a little bit more ability to focus. Um, and so, yeah, totally agree that if it's something that you can just take care of, you know, and, and it, it means you step away for a little bit, you know, and you have that flexibility, you have that time. I'd always encourage to uh, to do that, especially if it means you're going to be able to come back and be more effective afterwards. Absolutely. Well, and you kind of touched on this earlier too, and that's the the idea you said over the last week or so. I mean, you're planning for a wedding, you're moving. The whole th- the biggest thing was being available and being there for your fiance. And what that what that relates to is communication. So you have people in your life that, whether they're friends, whether they're family members, whether they're significant others or kids, communicating with them about what you have to get done and uh, making sure that everyone's on the same page. So an example of that was last week. um, I mean, we were going through data migration. We were uh, migrating project managers. I didn't realize until the end of the week, I actually did not go to bed with my wife the entire week. <laughs> and, and I didn't really realize it because I was just kind of in a mode of working and she's an angel and didn't say anything. Um, but she did bring it up later and, and it, and it sparked something. It's like, I need to be more, I need to communicate better about these work schedules that I have and, and make sure that, uh, the work schedule I have is okay with the people that are around me. Um, not that I want them to dictate it because in the end, I, if there's work that I need to get done, I need to get it done. But if my, my work schedule is hurting the people around me, I need to know that. And so I, I was talking to her and I was like, I'm going to make a better point moving forward when I'm going to work at night to make sure that like we're good if I work at night, because the last thing I want to do is wake up the next morning and have someone that's a little bit upset with me because I, I didn't come to bed with them. So, right. uh, I mean, that that's all stuff that, I mean, you're about to get married and you've, you've been with your fiance for long enough that you kind of, you, you have a grasp on that, but it's something that will, it, it'll become more of a thing once you are married too. So <laughs> it, right. it's something like I do it with my kids too. Like I have conversations with my kids because they'll, they'll make comments here and there. Like, do you have to work today? And I'm like, yeah, I kind of have to work today. Uh, but me working today means that tomorrow I get to do this and explaining that to them and communicating with them that balance. They go, Oh, okay. That makes sense. And then they go off and do something else and they let me work. Mm-hmm. So rather than me just pushing them off, the biggest thing is just communicating with them and, and having, 
that two-way street for uh, both me explaining what I have to get done as well as uh, hearing their feelings about what my work schedule looks like. Right. Absolutely. And so, and I think you and I are similar that we value um, relationships, especially close ones. And so for us, you know, we also do value work and we want to do a good job and get work done. Um, But I think the part of the expectation is then, you know, those who you're in relationships with know that they're still valued before your work, even though maybe you're needing to work that evening. Um, I know for my fiance and I, and I'm, I'm sure it's similar in your family, but you know, if you're needing to work, then it's just, it's understood that tonight you're going to be working with the expectation that tomorrow or another day that we'll have a, a good time. But if, if something does come up, like then work stops, like there, there always is that work will stop if it needs to. Um, and so I think that's important too. And that's not for everybody. I mean, people might not be in a relationship or might be focusing on work, but I think that goes back to just knowing, you know, what your priorities are, having them, you know, very well set. And then again, to the communication um, to the communication piece of it. I know uh, Darcy doesn't, isn't the biggest fan of me working late, but understands how, um, how it's helpful to us, you know, as we're moving into moving into marriage, you know, and it's, it's nice to have extra income, you know, some of the stuff that we're working on. Um, but yeah, it totally goes back to the setting expectations, I think. And I totally might have the wrong person on this, but I think Eleanor Roosevelt said like the mother of all frustration is unmet expectations. Um, you know, and if you're not, if you're not speaking those, you know, then, you know, if, if, cause you just were working, you know, and, and maybe it didn't occur to you cause you're so focused on the project. And so, um, Sam's awesome, by the way, I've not had a ton of time hanging out with her, but it's, it's fun to see you guys work together. But, um, yeah, I think you just gotta, you just gotta be open and, you know, be open to some of that stuff and just be willing to have conversations. But no, I really think it's totally knowing what your priorities are and, and then I think it just gets easy after that. You know, you just decide and then this trumps the other in this situation or, you know, you just kind of work down from there. It does. It definitely gets easier to, when when each side of the the conversation knows exactly what the other one needs. But it's important to not establish that um, ahead of time and then ignore it. It's right. important to not just assume that that's how it's going to be uh, forever because people's feelings change and people's, uh, needs change. So making sure that you kind of touch base with them, uh, throughout time and, uh, make sure that what you're doing is still meeting their expectations is a huge part of keeping that balance between work and not work. I say work and life, like there's that whole like work life balance. I don't really like that because for me, work is life and Mm. my family is life. So I, I kind of lump it into work and not work instead um, because I think when a lot of people talk about work-life balance, it's that idea of they may have a job that they, they aren't in love with or uh, they may be doing something they're not super passionate about. And I think that that's a completely different discussion and topic to, to talk about, but um yeah, no, I I like to I like to consider it work and not work because um, those are kind of the two states that I'm usually in. So if I'm in not work mode, I'm I'm with family, and and the biggest thing is trying to figure out what that balance is and knowing that that balance point is always moving too. Right, right. I like that. It doesn't sound as nice as a work life balance, but I, I, I it doesn't. It doesn't roll off the tongue. But I, whenever I say work life balance, I'm like, yeah, I don't know, like. 
I get it, but like work is life and, and I don't know. So I, I get what people mean by the phrase work-life balance. Though, so it's not that yeah. I'm oblivious to that. So, <laughs> well, and I think too, so, you know, a lot of people I think would totally get that. And some people that might turn them off, you know, the idea of, you know, work is life. But I think, you know, going back to, if you, if you really don't have a job that you're passionate for, you know, it's going to be different. Um, it's, it's going to go back to more of that work-life balance. But, you know, for me, like I get a tremendous amount of pride in doing my job well. Um, and so for me, it's, it's rewarding to work, get things done, check things off. Um, and so again, I had to be careful because that very quickly can, you know, take over other things if I don't manage it. But, um, you know, I really do enjoy that, you know, I enjoy doing things well, you know, I, I, I've had some fun, I've been able to do some stuff for our wedding, like designing the invites, um, you know, it's just a few little things that aren't really my normal job, but pieces that I can kind of have a touch on that relate to my work. Um, and so that's kind of fun, you know, to incorporate that in other areas. Also, saving money is never a bad thing um, on some right. levels. But no, so I just totally think the the theme is just knowing where you're at. Because again, I think some people they're like, dude, totally get it. Work, not work. That's that's me. That's that's where I'm at. And some people are like, work is life. That's disgusting. <laughs> like, because they're on a totally different level with that. And I think that's fine. Um, but yeah, I, I have a I have a question for you what how how do you manage work life balance or i guess more so when you're not in work mode does your mind actually shut off or are you always i mean you're a marketing person you, there's always things that happen you're not only creating marketing content but you're also consuming marketing content when you're not in work mode do you actually shut your mind off or do you actually think about like are you writing notes down in your time off about things that you want to think about on your time on? That's a super great question. Um, and I, I know I, I don't turn my mind off, but I writing notes down for me that I don't have to think about it. So say I have an idea and I actually driving home a few weekends ago, I had an awesome idea for one of the projects that we're working on. And I was, I was so excited. I was with, um, Darcy and I shared it with her cause I was so pumped. It just like popped into my mind. Um, but for me, then, you know, I can sit and think about it, you know, like, oh, shoot, I got to remember this, got to keep thinking about it so I don't forget. But for me, when you write it down, now you can go back, you know, you can take your mind off that. But I think a lot of those, you know, when, when we're thinking of ideas or, you know, we have problems that we're trying to fix, um, often in the off time is when some of those ideas, I can't tell you how many times in the shower, a design idea like comes into my head and that's just when it clicks not when I'm sitting, staring at my screen with the information there. Um, no, so I definitely recommend taking notes or else you're just going to forget something, you know, as much as you think you're going to remember it all. But no, for me, giving or taking notes provides me with then um, the permission to then go back to just enjoying and relaxing, you know, being present with Darcy. Um, so that's a great question, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how many times have you... Uh, not wrote that note down and forgot what it was when he went back to do it. Too damn many, Zach. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Too many, like a frustrating <laughs> amount. Because I'm so guilty of that, especially if I'm like in bed, like really tired. And I'm like, oh, I'll just remember it for the morning. And you wake up and you're like, never. It's gone. It's gone. And it's every gone. single time. No, but <laughs> what do you, I'm, I, I have to imagine you're similar in that regard. Do you take notes or how do you operate with that? 
Um, I use Google Keep a lot. Um, anytime an idea pops into my head, uh, I, I jot it down in there. Um, there's usually the ideas come to me when, so I used to listen to music when I do things like mowing the lawn, uh, driving, stuff like that. I don't anymore. I listen to podcasts and audiobooks, and generally those consuming that type of media sparks ideas. I may hear them say something that I'm like, Oh, well that works for you that way. But I think there's a better way that we could do it for what we do. And then I get this idea. I go down a rabbit hole. Um, I have to stop what I'm doing there for a minute and write these, these notes down. And generally I use keep for it, uh, just because I don't carry paper and pencil with me or paper and pen. I, I always have my phone with me though. So jotting ideas down like that is generally what I'm doing, uh, to keep track of that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, I'm definitely like in that same boat of like, my mind never shuts off. I don't know how many times I see an ad, I see, um, a post, a social media campaign, whatever it is. And I don't consume it in the way that a consumer would. I consume it in the way that a marketer would, and that's analyzing it and going, uh, this is a really bad ad or this is a really good ad. And the very first thing I do, my team gets so many messages from me in the middle of the night because I'll consume an ad and I'll be like, holy crap, this is really good or this is really bad. I want to know everyone else's thoughts. And so I immediately send it to them. And there's a couple of them that maybe sometimes respond back at one o'clock in the morning. Um, But generally I tell them like, don't respond back. Like this is just me like throwing notes out. Like, I need to get this out so that you guys see this um, so I don't lose it or forget about it because uh, I have had some of those times where I saw an ad. I'm like, I'm busy right now. I'll figure it out later. I'll, I'll go back to it. And then I completely forget what the ad was for. And to me, that's an indication that maybe the ad didn't do quite as well because I didn't remember the brand. Uh, but in the end, like, I yeah, my mind never shuts off because I want to um, – I want to consume everything in a way that I can learn from it. And if I let my mind shut off from that thing I'm doing during the day for work, um, I, as a, as a marketer, as a business person, I'm now not learning the way that I want to. Now that does make it hard sometimes to, to keep that balance because, um, at this time, my kids don't really understand it when I all of a sudden go into marketer mode. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sure that as they get older um, and they start to understand things better, uh, if I'm doing something with them and I switch modes like that, uh, it'll be relatively frustrating for them. So uh, that's all something that I'll need to to learn more. And like I said earlier, you always have to evolve and change with what the needs are, what your current needs are. But uh, just figuring that out as you go and and making sure that you're you're staying uh, on top of things. So. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and I was going to see, you know, even beyond ads that you see, I think even if I'm just consuming content for fun, um, I can't tell you how many TikToks I've seen. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, this isn't even meant to be an ad, but boy, could this be repurposed for something that we'd use. So then, you know, you're just sitting there taking a break. And now all of a sudden, yeah, you're back on thinking. Um, you know, of course, that's if you had your, you know, million dollar budget where you could test out all sorts of TikTok ads for fun. But, um, <laughs> no, I, I really enjoy that again. Cause it goes back to, you know, 
this is something that I really, you know, I really like, and I like the, the problem solving piece of it. Um, so then when you're, cause I just think, you know, especially with, with the way that we market or like to, to market organizations, it's all really content driven and so much of the world that we live in, especially through COVID, you know, with, you know, social media becoming more and more prevalent. Um, and, you know, it's all, it's all really content marketing. Like at the end of the day, like whatever somebody's putting out. Um, and so it's interesting because ideas are everywhere. Inspiration is everywhere. I'm a believer that there's no new idea that just hasn't been repurposed for your use or your organization yet. Um, but no, that's, I just think that's super important. So that's, I just love that you mentioned that because it's so true that, you know, you almost have to, to totally get away from it. It's almost like you have to turn stuff off. Um, yep. And just take a break from it, but which can be rewarding. And I mean, there's still, still ideas that pop into your head then, but no, that's a great point. I've got, I've gotten a lot better at leaving my phone on my desk when I'm at the house and like not carrying it around the house with me. Um, that's definitely helped, Mm -hmm. uh, with me not like while I'm walking up and down the stairs, pulling my phone out to just check something like those, those little micro times that you think it's just you checking turn into 20 minutes turn into 30 minutes of consumption. And that's where the balance really starts to get out of whack is because um, when you mentally made that decision to make a quick check of your email or a, a quick look at your notifications on social media, it does is never just that because you always see something or read something that you dig further into. And it goes from being a 30 second check of your notifications to 20 minutes of scrolling through Facebook or digging deeper into that article that you found uh, in that first 30 seconds. Yeah. So shameless plug for the social dilemma on Netflix. That's a great show that talks about this point exactly. And then after you watch it, there is a podcast right here on Raisin Brand that talks about that with uh, myself, Zach, and then Trinity who writes and she has a blog where she talks about um, mental health and marketing. So shameless plug there, but would be probably the best I'm trying to remember how long the social dilemma is the best hour and a half, two hours of your life. Oh Very- yeah, no, it's, it's really good. Um, and I think that that's what they talk about is one of the biggest contributors to getting people out of balance with their work life because, um, they, they don't really allow people to turn off their consumption. Mm-hmm. And so people have to really take that into their own hands and, and they need to make that choice to do it themselves. I was just watching a video um, today that was talking about the fact that like, yes, our phones have digital well-being. They have um, app monitoring to keep track of how long you're on apps. But unless you set that and there's some sort of way for them to actually fully lock it to where you can't change it. If you want to consume that, you just go into the settings and change it. You have to mentally make that decision to, to shut off from that social media, to shut off from your email, to, to disconnect from work and focus on the, on your family, on your friends, on your kids. You have to make that choice. You can't have technology be the thing that's trying to dictate that and and control your life in that way. Right. So I I think another thing too, um, it's just gotta be accountability, but I just think of, you know, my fiance has that stuff set. Um, 
I, and it's it's funny. Everybody that that's told me that they have that set always then talks about. They talk about how they have this set and it's great, but then they just they just disable it. Like they just go like, oh, just take it off. Like I'm still looking. I'm still gonna be on Instagram I, for a while. Right. I I let it I let it do its job for the first like four or five days. Yep. And then I get to a point where like I'm like, but I really want to see this next TikTok that I just got interrupted on. And so I'm just going to go, you know, I'll just disable it for today. I'll re-enable it tonight after I watch this video. And then I realize, like a month later that I never re-enabled it. And then I look back at my time and I'm like, all of a sudden my time goes from being 30 minutes of consumption a day to an hour and a half a day. And I'm like, geez, like well, when you get that <laughs> message on Sunday of like, here's your week, <laughs> you know, your right. time was up 10%. I'm like, ah, uh, <laughs> I, so because of last week and everything I was doing, I got a notification on my MacBook saying that my screen time was up 33%. Yep. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Yep. <laughs> I think uh, several, I think the average that I was on my screen, um, it said the average screen time was around like 13 hours. Oh my goodness. Per day? For a few of the days. For a few of the days, yeah. Oh my goodness. So. We're now, now to be fair, to be fair, my laptop is sitting here open at my desk throughout the day. So the time that I walk away from my computer for 20 minutes, it's still sitting here running. So it's counting that. So it might be a little bit of a skewed number, but I mean, it's, it's not off. It's not that far off. Well, and what you're talking about too, I mean, there's going to be, there's just going to be weeks like that. Right. And that's the thing is not being hard on yourself for those weeks too. Like giving Mm -hmm. yourself grace for the fact that like, I've gone every week or every day this last week getting three hours of sleep. Now I know that I'm going to hit my wall here probably tomorrow, maybe the next day, but I do know that that Thanksgiving is coming up and I'm going to have that whole day to kind of recover. Um, I do have to work on Friday, but then I have the weekend that I get to take off. So I look ahead when, when I, when I know that I have a lot of work I have to do at night, I, mentally prepare myself for the fact that I'm going to be tired, but I'm still going to make it through the next day. And in the end, I know that I have days coming up that I'm going to be able to rest. And knowing that, knowing that is always what's important. If you are going three hours a night and you have no end in sight of it, that's when you're going to run into problems. And that's where you're going to run yourself out of any energy that you have. And you'll start taking it out on the people around you too. Right. Well, and it just makes me think of, so, you know, give yourself grace when you have a big day. Um, but then also, you know, give yourself the grace and the permission to have a, a less, you know, like a, a slower day or a less busy day. I just think of a coworker of mine who, oh my goodness, wakes up super early, great workout, you know, like values health and fitness and nutrition, you know, works very hard puts 110% in all day, every day, works late. Um, And so how they end up paying for it is when they get sick, like they get sick, Um, you know, because it's just go, go, go all the time, you know, and and they can, they can sustain that for so long. Um, But yeah, when, when something happens, like even something small, you know, like a, like a cold or a cough, like they're going to be out because they're just like, oh, just realized how tired I am from all this, you know, going. Um, so no, I think like there it's real. I mean, even beyond just being tired and being irritable, like there's real stuff that if you just keep pushing in a, in a way that's unhealthy, unreasonable for yourself, like there's real stuff, um, that can happen. It amazes me. And I wish I knew more about like just how 
you know, like poor, you know, if you don't get enough sleep, like poor mental health, you know, especially like, especially if you don't get enough sleep, you know, how that can actually have like physical consequences. I think the mind body connection is so interesting. Um, but no, definitely. I think, I think we need to get someone on the podcast sometime to, that's actually an expert in that to talk about energy cool. and, and what it means, because that's something I don't feel comfortable, like even expressing any sort of opinion on because I know nothing about it. I know how I feel. Mm-hmm. because um, well, like you, you had mentioned the idea of like getting sick and when they get sick, they get sick hard. Mm-hmm. I've been blessed with a ridiculous immune system. I rarely get sick. Like maybe once or twice a year, I get a cold or like I'm kind of like under the weather, but rarely, I, I, I think in the last five years, I've had maybe three days that I've actually like been so sick. I couldn't work. And, and so generally I'll just, I'll work from home or like, I'll just kind of work through being sick because in the end, like if I'm, if I'm able to wake up, if I'm able to sit and watch TV, then I'm able to work. Mm-hmm. There's no reason that I can't sit and respond to emails, uh, check campaigns, even just going through and just doing basic project management to check where things are at. Like if I can watch TV, I can do all of those things. So the biggest thing is just not taking it to work and getting other people sick (laughs) because especially right now, like right now is like, I think that's something that'll change a lot too with COVID is the fact that um, it used to be that so many people would work through being sick because they felt that they had to. Right. I think there's going to be a much different expectation and people are going to give themselves that permission to take that time off and recover and, and create a better balance between their, both their mental and physical health and the amount of time that they're working because um, if they're that sick or if they're at all sick, all they're doing is risking the rest of the office getting sick. So, right. right. Well, I think that it all just goes back to the, the idea of knowing yourself. Cause I think, you know, we can bring somebody in and they'd have super interesting points on like averages and like how this stuff affects, but um you know, it never really applies to you, you know, like you're way different than I would be, you know, even maybe though we'd fall into the same category. Um, but no, so I think that the self-awareness piece is super important with that because either you're going to give yourself too much grace and never get anything done. And then you're going to get anxious because there's no accountability responsibility. And then, and then, but then you go on the flip side and you're working too much and you get tired and irritable and then relationships. So, so it's, it definitely, that's where the balance comes in. Um, cause I do believe, you know, I, I can't imagine, you know, I, I was very blessed to be able to continue working through COVID when so many, um, you know, lost their job, became unemployed. But for me, it goes back to the, you know, pride in work, um, you know, wanting to continue that, wanting to do my best to be a little bit better at it. Um, so now I'm still finding the balance. There's still days that I wake up and I'm like, ah, I shouldn't have been up that late last night or I sleep too long. And I'm like, I just wasted so much time or, but no, it's fun. Well, it's fun. It's cool. I think that's it. I think just between you and I. Yeah. Well, yeah. And you talk to 10 different people and everyone's going to have a different story. Right. And I think that that's a really good place to end this episode on because I think that's the biggest takeaway is we could talk for days about work life balance and in what that means to us. But what we say is not what everyone else's is like. That's, 
you have to sit down and you have, if you have to write it out, cool. Whatever you have to do, you need to determine what your work-life balance is and what it means to you. Because for some people, it means working 12 hours a day, spending four hours with friends and getting minimal sleep or six hours of sleep, whatever the math comes out to be. Mm -hmm. Um, For others, it means putting in that eight hours, spending eight hours with family and getting eight hours of sleep. Like everyone's work-life balance is so different for us to sit here uh, and, and say that you guys need to be working this, this way is not like, that's not acceptable. Like yeah. I, I wouldn't want anyone to tell me that if you sat and told me that I need to be doing something different with my work-life balance, I'd be like, how do you know? <laughs> what, what do you know about my life that I don't? Right. And so um, having that self-awareness, like you said, like find that self-awareness figure out what your balance is and figure out what your work, your own work-life balance really is. Right. Right. So we apologize if anybody felt like we were telling them what to do. We weren't. <laughs> we were not. We were not. <laughs> no, well, Aaron, you know, were you going to say something? Oh, I was just going to say thank you for letting me talk about it. It's super interesting. Um, and so, and I, so the other piece that I would just, I would just add is to respect. I, I just think it's important to respect where others are at. Um, cause it's just going to be different and it's going to be different for different people. And if they're doing what's good for them and you're doing what's good for you, I think you're both better for it. Um, and then finding where you can, you know, meet together if you're looking for a time to meet, you know, and it's like, Oh, you do that at that time. Like, that's weird. I don't do that. Like just offering a basic level of respect, but I think that's important, especially with differences, but no, I just, all I was going to, I was just going to say that and then say, thank you for letting me be a part. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for uh, taking the time to uh, do an impromptu podcast that I really wasn't expecting to do at all until about two hours ago. So, um, but it was a really good topic. I, I really enjoy talking about this topic because it is such a big part of, especially life right now with no one, with everyone working from home, everything is so mushed together at this point. But um, I'm glad you brought this topic up because I think that it, it works really well with uh the current state of working and life. And I'm, I'm really glad we had a chance to talk about it. Yeah. Well, I just think it's funny. This podcast has now spanned two days. I don't know if you can use oh any of that for the marketing, <laughs> but I, <laughs> speaking of it balance, is. Yeah. Well, we started recording this at about 1145 and it's 1223 right now. So it's perfect. Uh, I do have to edit this and get it posted tonight. So it's active in the morning. So I should probably wrap this episode up so I can get working on that. And, uh, and yeah, so everyone, thank you so much for sticking with us. I mean, this podcast is a little bit longer than I was expecting it to be, but heck, when I get talking with Aaron, I lose track of time. And especially when it's about a topic that I kind of care about. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to wrap this one up and just say, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for sticking through this, these late night thoughts of Aaron and I, And uh, if you don't already, make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you are listening on and get notified of the new episodes that come out every Tuesday morning. Uh, Sometimes they're about business. Sometimes they're about creativity, but they are always about how to build brand. So thank you so much. And thank you for listening to the Raising Brand Podcast. We will see you next week.